Welcome to the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi. Your life made simple. Thank you for joining us for on this Friday evening. I'm looking forward to it. For some, it may have already been dinner time um, in Akshi, so maybe this information is going to be right on time. And for others, if, if they need to make a change, they can do it, right? I think our West Coasters may have that opportunity. I think our East Coasters, according to Ayurveda, if you're eating right now, I probably need to take some suggestions. I, I can say that, you know? So yeah, absolutely. It should. It's going to be a good one. So thank you guys so much. I think that actually we have a Decent amount of people so far. Uh, more will join in, but I'd like to get started. So if you yes, if you don't mind, so yeah, let's get started. So once again, guys, my name is Guni Sodi. I am the CEO and co-founder of Uveda. We like to do these free webinars as just our passion for Ayurveda and what we like, and just to give all you guys value. You know, you guys follow us. You're you're a part of the 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 network somehow. Whether you're on the email list, you follow us on social. So. I feel like it's our responsibility as a company to give you guys the best, greatest, and most exclusive information. You're not going to find this anywhere else. I truly pride on that, that our team does a good job of bringing in amazing individuals such as Minakshi, who I'm just excited to tell you guys about. So I appreciate you guys supporting us. Let me get into it. So Vidya Minakshi Gupta is a BAMS MD in Ayurveda. She's a gold medalist, by the way. She's a Panchakarma specialist, RMAS. She's an international keynote speaker and founder of a local clinic here called Director and Founder, Ayer Roots in Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I've gotten to know Minakshi over, I think we, we, we were on a uh, webinar through the local chamber here when COVID hit and we just kind of, you know, our passions collided and we hit it off and here we are, you know, kind of sharing the knowledge. And without further ado, Minakshi um, and Dr. Gupta, I'd like to pass the mic over to you and for the beautiful presentation. And I can't wait to learn as well. So thank you so much for being here this evening. Appreciate it. We're excited to get started. Welcome, everybody. And thank you, Kuni, for the nice introduction. So today we are going to talk about Ayurveda Diet for Gut Health. So in Ayurveda, we say that when diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. And when diet is correct, medicine is of no need. So the diet is the main factor here when we talk about the gut health. And then comes your sleep and then comes the Ayurvedic herbs, which we utilize for correcting the imbalances in the gut. So a little bit disclaimer. So the information including but not limited to text, graphics, images, and other material contained in this presentation is just for the information and the education purpose only. And this presentation is not intended to make any claim regarding any treatment or any, any other medical condition. So if you have any health-related issue, it's always good to consult your primary care physician or other qualified healthcare provider. Ayurut Sairveda Wellness and myself and even Guni, we are uh, more towards the holistic healthcare. Ayurveda, we correct the imbalances through the diet lifestyle and as well as uh, through the Ayurvedic herbs. Let's talk about the gut health. I'm so excited to share this topic with you all. All diseases begin in the gut and the similar way Ayurveda also says that if your digestion is working correctly, so that means your, your health is in the balanced state. So definition of health itself in Ayurveda is sam dosha, sam agnesha, sam dhatu malakriya. 
means when your all the bodily forces are working correctly when your digestive fire here i will emphasize more on the when the digestive fire is working correctly and even the elimination is happening correctly so two factors one is digestion another is elimination also needs to be in at the correct time that only generates the good health when it comes to the overall health in a uh, healthy person now a days if we see that many chronic diseases originate in the gut and inflammation is one of that immune response is one of that and most of you if you have ever heard about the leaky gut that also leads to lot of immune responses diabetes alzheimer's even so if we see that the gut health is so important for our physical well-being as well as mental well-being so gut flora actually it is crucial to the healthy gut and if we see the gut flora the scientists have discovered there are almost 100 trillion microorganism in the gut there are certain bacteria which are healthy and there are certain bacteria which are not so healthy and our aim should be that we feed the good bacteria so that the bacteria which are not helpful for our gut should not be colonized and should not give imbalances to the gut health so if you see the numbers 100 trillion so that means it is 10 times more bacteria than all the human cells in the entire body so if you say that we are more kind of like a bacteria rather than a human so you could say that we are more bacterial than the human and this is very very true because this is related to our health so role of gut if we see that healthy gut flora is very very crucial for the normal gut function and if we see that the gut plays an important role in the immune function because if your digestion is working correctly your immune system is working correctly also psychological function now if we see that the gut is directly related to your psychological function as well so there is a gut brain axis theory that uh, uh, your gut is related to your mental health and mental health is related to your gut health through the gut brain axis and gut flora also actually provides a barrier between what needs to stay inside the body and what needs to go outside the body and that's how it helps in the proper digestion and the nutrient absorption also because it will happen only when the absorption is happening at at the optimal level now there are as i said the gut health is directly related to the various diseases here i have put certain autoimmune conditions also like type 1 diabetes psoriasis even the celiac disease ibs inflammatory uh, bowel disease crohn's ulcerative colitis even the lupus also is related to your gut health and then comes the alzheimer major depressive disorder there all these there are the links on this if somebody wants later there these are the clinical research studies which i have added into that where it is proven that the gut health is if the gut is in a dysfunction mode it can lead to major depressive disorder fibromyalgia chronic pain also obesity and non alcoholic fatty liver disease we all know that the fatty liver happens because of the either excessive intake of alcohol 
or sometimes it happens because of the high dose of the antibiotics or the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory also. So if we see that there is a fatty liver, but there is the person is non-alcoholic and not taking the, any regular medicines, then also there is a fatty liver. So that could be related to the gut dysfunction. And what disrupts the gut? The fast food is the one thing which contains a lot of packaged processed food, refined carbs, sugar, processed meat, fats, even your chronic stress. As I said, there is a gut-brain axis. So if gut is not functioning properly, it can lead to the bad mental health. In the similar way, if the mental health is not correct, if the person is under a lot of stress or anxiety or depressed, that also leads to the disruption of the gut function. And then various chronic infections, medications, all these changes the gut flora also increases the permeability of intestinal barrier. So as I said, the intestinal barrier is the one thing which helps in absorption of the nutrients. So what needs to stay in the body, it stays. But what needs to go out of the body, that also happens. And when that barrier breaks down, it leads to the leaky gut. So increased permeability means leaky gut. If we see that nowadays there is a growing evidence that increased intestinal permeability actually leads to various autoimmune diseases, especially when it comes to the diabetes or the celiac disease. Here the diabetes is type 1 diabetes and the celiac disease, that is because of uh, when the permeability increases in the gut flora. As I said, that there are some bacteria which are good and there are some bacteria which are not good. So the food we eat and our lifestyle plays a huge role that what type of bacteria grow in the gut. So if we are more stressful, that means the bad bacteria will grow in the gut. But if we are less stressful or eating healthy and uh, lifestyle is also good, and we are doing the conscious efforts of uh, always uh, being mindful in the eating, that affects both our physical and the mental health. Some bacteria in the gut, if we see that, contains compound and um, endotoxin. So endotoxins are actually responsible for the immune reactions. Like if the endotoxins are more, then your gut gets inflamed. And that increases the permeability. So permeability once increases, so the nutrients which needs to absorb by the gut goes out of the body. And the nutrient or, or the other substances, the waste which needs to go out of the body gets leaked into the blood in, in our fluid system. So that stimulates the low-grade immune responses. So leaky gut, when we talk about it can because of the stimulus, which happens because of the bad diet. Sometimes we all make the bad choices. But if those choices are on regular basis, and if we are not eating the conscious diet, then can lead to the leaky gut. Also, metabolic endotoxemia, when it happens because of the increase of the endotoxins in the blood, that leads to the increased inflammatory markers. And once the inflammatory markers rises up to a certain extent, that leads to immune response. And that's how the immune autoimmune diseases also can crop up. So uh, here you can see that it, everything starts from the gut. But the gut health also starts from the diet and the lifestyle. 
and how the stress plays an important role in the healthy gut also this was one of the study where the leaky gut was related to the refined carbohydrates when the person was having a there were eight healthy subjects they have taken they put on them the western style diet for one month and that shows the increased level of endotoxin activity so we can see that that western style of diet here means the junk diet i would say that like burgers or the sodas or the fries those kind of food that can lead to the increase in endotoxin activity and the similar way high fat diet also increases the endotoxin and then the refined carbohydrates if somebody keep on consuming on regular basis that also leads to the increase in endotoxin and leads to leaky gut and the autoimmune disorder and another thing is here i would like to highlight gluten also so there is one research on the gluten also appears to be able to increase gut permeability but because of the different type of gluten now the grain wheat itself is not um, i would say the old ancient grain now it is a genetically modified that study actually was inconclusive that if the gluten was gluten definitely activated the endotoxins but didn't lead to the autoimmune response in the later stage so improving the gut health when we talk about how we can improve the gut health so glutamine is the one thing which i'm going to talk shortly then picking your fiber fiber is also very very important soluble insoluble fiber resistant starch prebiotic probiotic fiber those all helps in improving the gut health and then there is a certain food we say that which um, actually if we eliminate from our diet can help with the inflammation such as sugar sugar is also uh, considered as a very inflammatory if we are keep on doing uh, pastries cupcakes uh, on regular basis or even the table sugar if we are indulging in more that also leads to the bad gut health excessive caffeine also seed oils also processed food and uh, where the lot of additives and preservatives are added that also if we eliminate from our diet can lead to the better gut health this is one which we have to leave what we need to include omega 3 and the best source for omega 3 is fatty fish and i forgot to add that the flax seed is also very good source of omega 3 so one can add if you are a on plant based diet or vegan then flax seed is a better choice for you and if somebody can incorporate fish different type of fatty fish that is also a good choice for the omega 3 and then the fermented food prebiotics uh, when it comes to the uh, fermented food ayurveda has given us very good fermented food in the form of buttermilk we call it as a it comes from the yogurt that also actually helps in feeding the good bacteria and food rich in antioxidants and uh, also it is very very important to maintain the hydration level also because if you are not drinking the water then the things won't flow and the ideal water we say that either it has to be room temperature or it has to be warm depending upon the season where we are using it restoring the barrier as i said the glutamine is really really good when we want to restore the leaky gut so that is one type of glutamine 
is a one which actually accelerate the amino acids and it actually helps in gut associated lymphoid tissue many immune cells require glutamine to function so glutamine actually builds up of our immune system and helps in the intestinal development also and it promotes the healthy function of the gut also and that's how it maintains the integrity of the gut barrier that's how one can incorporate on day to day basis the glutamine also one can incorporate in the form of lentils in the form of different seeds also then here is the food which is rich in glutamine poultry meat seafood dairy eggs lentils also peas beans then saute or steamed spinach and kale also so normally when we see that uh, cooking if we are overcooking the vegetables such as spinach or cabbage or kale it destroy the glutamine so for that it is always good to either saute or steamed for few minutes and then you can incorporate those on regular diet now types of fibers so there is a some classification of fibers soluble versus insoluble soluble means which dissolves in water and insoluble which does not dissolve in water and then there is a certain fiber which are fermented or non fermented also so some fiber they will ferment in the gut and provide food for gut bacteria and some they don't ferment in the gut but then also they provide the good bacteria but also feed the bad bacteria as well then comes the prebiotic fibers so prebiotic fiber there is one thing is important that all the prebiotics are fibers but not all the fibers are considered as a prebiotic we are going to take the examples also like chicory root garlic raw banana artichoke all these are good source of prebiotic fibers then comes the resistant starch and this is very very important because resistant starch is the one which actually does not which resist the digestion that's how the name itself is resistant starch because this starch has the ability to resist the digestion so it goes towards the large intestine where it becomes fermented produces the gases and that's how it feeds the good bacteria the resistant starch example i will give you one example it is a potato which is very very good but that potato how you can convert into the resistant starch you boil the potato and let it cool down if you will eat the hot potato uh like a big potato that might not be a good form of resistant starch so you cook the potato but let it cool down and then consume that is considered as a resistant starch so food high in soluble fibers so you can see there there are certain vegetables which are really really good form of soluble fibers carrots winter squash summer squash all type of squash you can take tubers also really really good which comes during the fall season yams sweet potato potatoes even the taro roots turnips pan shapes beets plantains taro yuca all these are good form of soluble fibers then comes the insoluble fibers where comes the greens leafy greens spinach lettuce kale collard greens arugula watercress as i said those are uh, we should not cook too much so just uh, saute steamed or blanch that's how one should incorporate 
and then comes the whole peas all types of peas are also good green beans corn bell peppers eggplant celery onions cabbage uh, brussels sprouts so crucifera vegetables here if you see that cabbage brussels sprout broccoli cauliflower all those are crucifera vegetables those are really really good for the insoluble fibers but make sure that you know that uh, crucifera vegetables are uh, not a good choice if somebody has the thyroid issue hypo or hyperthyroidism then the crucifera vegetables should not be used but rest of the vegetables one can use so improving tolerance to insoluble fiber insoluble fibers are a little hard to digest so how we can improve the uh, tolerance for that it's always good idea to remove the stems and peel dice mash chop grate or blend so that we can break the food there cook completely and also chew your food properly that is also very very important because when your saliva mixed with the food then it breaks down the food and that's how it will assist the body in digesting them always remember that if somebody already has the ibs issue or the bad gut then lot of vegetables consume consumption on daily basis is not a good choice because that can aggravate the inflame inflammation in the gut so now the another thing is probiotics and prebiotics so both are important for the human health but both plays little different role so probiotics they are live bacteria found in certain foods or supplements like yogurt comes under the probiotics buttermilk comes under the probiotic and they can provide various health benefits in terms of correcting the digestion even good for all the inflammatory disorders as well then comes the prebiotics these substances come from types of carbs mostly fibers that humans cannot digest and the beneficial bacteria in your gut eat these fibers and uh, all the beneficial bacteria once they collect that fiber and uh, then they colonize and increase in numbers ferment and uh, give rise to good bacteria more good bacteria towards the gut so prebiotics was probiotics the combination of both provides the best result if you see that it helps with the reduction in inflammation weight loss also helps with the mental health also as i said earlier that your gut is directly related to your mental health also lower small dense uh, low density lipoproteins also reducing blood pressure also improves the immune function and even the skin health lot of time we see that the eczema psoriasis all linked to the bad gut and that's how it helps with the skin health also and a lot of people if they have the bad gut health can lead to the seasonal allergies or year long allergies also so no matter how many medicines you take unless until you correct your gut those allergies you cannot get rid of so that's why it is very very important to know the root cause of those health issues and then you can incorporate the certain diet according to those issues so resistant starch i was talking about earlier that uh, i gave the example of potato so four major types type 1 found in grains seeds legumes and resistant digestion because it is bound within the fibrous cell wall so it does not get uh, digested in your stomach it goes in towards the large intestine type 2 found in some starchy food including raw potato and green bananas and three type is the one which we are looking for the most 
that is the type when certain starchy food including potatoes and rice are cooked and then cooled and then cooling turns some of the digestible starches into resistant starch via a process called retrogradation so that's how the that it is important if you want to have the benefit of resistant starch then cook the rice or the potato let it cool down and once it is cooled down then you can have uh, that to get the benefit of the resistant starch and the fourth is the man made and formed by a chemical process which you get normally in your uh, pharmaceutical companies so resistant starch main reason why it works because it function like a soluble fiber it goes through the stomach does not get uh, digested in the small intestine eventually goes to the colon where it feeds the friendly bacteria in the gut and uh, that's how it uh, start colonize and also helps in increasing the number of those bacteria and when the bacteria digest resistant starch they form several compounds including including the gases and short chain fatty acids and those short chain fatty acids are known as butyrate so your gut has the ability to make the butyrate nicely if we feed the resistant starch so butyrate is actually if we see that it is a preferred fuel of the cell that uh, lines up the colon and butyrate suppresses inflammation in the gut also and uh, here i would like to add one example which actually i forgot to add the best form of the butyrate is uh, clarified butter which is a ghee which is a natural butyrate so when you incorporate the ghee on regular basis that also helps in uh, improving your uh, gut health so how we can heal our gut intermittent fasting or if you cannot do the intermittent fasting then at least pick any day of the week and then you can go for the fasting for that day as i said earlier that removes all the inflammatory food which are processed which are uh, has loaded with the additives and preservatives eat fermentable fibers like a sweet potato even the potatoes are a good choice consume resistant starch in the form of potato or rice in a small portion not like you have to do it in a single setting you want to finish the two potatoes or three potatoes because i said that it is a good form of resistant starch so everything needs to be in moderation and included fermented foods such as kefir buttermilk is as i earlier said also buttermilk is one of the best gift given by ayurveda where it helps in uh, correcting the digestive health healing the gut one can incorporate on daily basis but when you incorporate buttermilk or yogurt it should be done post lunch not during the evening not during the meals because that is the best time to incorporate that even kombucha kimchi those also is a good form of fermented food and also include probiotic intermittently maybe once a month if you have stress lowering the stress through the meditation through the walking in the nature waking up uh, on time and sleeping on time that also helps also hydrate earlier also i said reduce the caffeine if you have to drink drink the green teas or the water water is the best drink uh, one can incorporate on regular basis then we are going to talk about little bit about the spices there are five digestive sp- uh, spices that has been used for thousands of year uh, with the incredible incredible success 
So the spices, if we talk about, give a lot of flavor. Most of us use spices for a lot of flavors, but those are the powerhouse as a medicine as well because they have a lot of health benefits and improve the digestion. So these are the five spices which one can use. But apart from this, we are going to discuss three more spices also. So this is fennel, coriander, cumin, turmeric, and ginger. So these five spices, how it builds digestion and how it improves your gut health, it increases the bile flow. So if somebody wants to incorporate uh, these spices for the bile flow or uh, healing the gallbladder, this is one of the things you can add in your day-to-day life in the form of, you can include in the form of tea, you can include in the form of uh, food also, you can incorporate in the food as well. It also uh, increases pancreatic enzyme activity, increases small intestine enzyme activity also and uh, decreases gas and bloating. Like cumin is very good for that if somebody has gas and bloating. Similar way, fennel is also very good. Increases fat and sugar metabolism. Turmeric is the another one which is good for increasing the fat and sugar metabolism. Powerful free radial squangers. And it also improves the microbiology health, especially the ginger which has been, uh, which we call it as a Vishwabhashaj, means there is no better medicine than the ginger. And uh, improves gut health, supports a healthy growth rate of good bacteria, decreases the H. pylori from adhering to stomach. Stomach. So that also one can incorporate, uh, especially the turmeric and the ginger one, which helps uh, with the H. pylori as well. All the, those five spices are digestive stimulants and uh, supports better elimination also, especially cumin and fennel, they helps with the better elimination. So cumin one can use as a whole or ground, or you can use as a dry or you can roast also to increase the flavor. So it is a dull brown in color and the flavor, the smell, if you see that, it is a little bit of earthy smell. And the properties, if we see that in terms of Ayurveda, we say that it pacifies vata and pitta. We call it as a deepna and pachna because that's how it helps with deepna means it ignites the fire, digestive fire. Pachna means it helps with the digestion. So it is a very, very good digestive herb which one can incorporate on day-to-day basis. It helps with the acidity also. So if somebody, is, uh, f- somebody feels that, okay, on regular basis, I'm started getting a little bit of acid issue. So this is one of the spice which one can incorporate actually balances all the three doshas, helps in the digestion, and also helps in the flushing out toxins also. So if you want to have a gentle detox, then also water infused with the cumin, you can drink uh, periodically, and that is also very good digestive spice. Then comes the coriander. Coriander also acts on all the three doshas, vata, pitta, kapha. In Ayurveda, we say that, and it is a cooling spice, and it is a little bit of diuretic also. Functions, as I said, it all uh, it uh, pacify all the doshas, but uh, cooling, so it balances the pitta and helps in digesting the ama also. I'm not sure how many of you heard about CCFT, which we use for the coriander cumin fennel. We use for the detox purpose. 
it is very very heart friendly regulates the liver and anti inflammatory very good for the colicky pain flatulence nausea and vomiting as well fennel if you ever went to the indian restaurant you might have noticed that towards the end of the meal they offer you the fennel seed to chew because fennel is very cooling spice and sweet and bitter taste uh, and uh, also it is a very digestive stimulant so after the meal when you incorporate in your diet it helps in stimulating the digestive juices and that's how it improves the digestion it pacifies vata and pitta and uh, also the kapha also as i said earlier it improves the digestion and also helps with the bloating or the gases and fennel is one of the uh, herb in ayurveda we say that it is medhya rasayana medhya means it provides a, a intellectual property to the brain so considered as a neurotonic also taken after meals mostly in hot summers one can make a tea out of that fennel and coriander water which actually helps in cooling down and this tea fennel and coriander actually helps with the burning sensation also so if somebody has the burning sensation or uh, like a uh, difficulty in urination also it helps in that all as well so next is turmeric so turmeric is the main compound is curcumin which we all know these days that that is a anti inflammatory it is works very well for the diabetes also helps with the detoxification of the liver balances the cholesterol anti allergic also so if somebody has a, like a seasonal allergy so turmeric is the one which actually acts as a anti histamine stimulant improves the digestion boosts the immune system also turmeric is another uh, spice which is very good for the skin also in lot of indian household especially turmeric has been used as a daily uh, as a part of daily cuisine in day to day life as well as uh, turmeric is very good for the skin uh, regimen also so if somebody has like a acne issue and all intake of turmeric and application of turmeric on those areas is also very very good it pacifies vata and kapha but can aggravates uh, sometimes if not taken with the proper care can aggravate pitta as well because it is a hot impotency so that's why it always good to take turmeric after roasting in little bit amount of ghee so as i said earlier it helps in detoxification by digesting the ama and turmeric is since it is a anti inflammatory so it helps with the pain also and uh, also helps with the respiratory tract infection a lot of people might have heard about golden milk that is the milk infused with the turmeric so you boil the milk with the turmeric and that one can incorporate uh, on regular basis to help with fighting those cold and cough and uh, turmeric is one of the best spice i would say that for diabetes also and uh, also for the any wound healing also external application that also is in ayurveda it has been mentioned that it is very very good as a vranaropan means healing the wound then the ginger here uh, ginger comes in two forms uh, one is a dry ginger another one is a fresh ginger and wherever you see the ginger in ayurveda mention most of the time it is a shunti which is a dry ginger 
Ginger also helps in improving the appetite. It is a digestive stimulant also. Very good for the joint health. Not only the gut health, but also the joint health also. And many times we see that this is the popular herb or the spice for the morning sickness during the pregnancy also. And dry ginger is also good for the, uh, when somebody gets a sore throat or lost their voice, then you can do the gargling with the gingers. That also helps in lowering down the inflammation in the throat. Then comes the pepper. So pepper is a black pepper. That also is very, very good for the appetite, appetite stimulant, also stimulate the digestion also. And uh, like ginger, this is also uh, helps with uh, strengthening the respiratory system as well as your digestive system. And pepper is one of the spices I would like to say here, which actually increases the bioavailability or other substance. If you have ever picked up the bottle of turmeric capsules from the market, then you might have noticed that the turmeric is or curcumin is always in combination with the pepper. Because curcumin itself cannot get absorbed by the body. If standalone, we do that. So that's why the pepper is added to that so that it increases the bioavailability. However, if you are using the whole turmeric, then pepper is not necessary. Then only if you roast in a clarified butter, which is a ghee, that also helps. Then the third one is a long pepper, which is also known as in Ayurveda as a pipli. So this is also very, very good for the digestion. It improves the digestion, also improves the appetite as well. And the long pepper is the one which actually helps in losing the weight also because it improves the function of the liver. So once the liver function restores, it helps in proper healthy management of the weight. And uh, this is also very good for the respiratory system. Here, I would like to say that the, all the three last spices, ginger, long pepper, as well as uh, uh, black pepper, is known as trikatu. Trikatu means three, katu means pungent. All these are very pungent herbs. And combined together is known as trikatu, which is very, very good digestive stimulant. The dosage needs to be monitored because though those are good digestive stimulant, but if you take in excess, can increase a lot of heat in the body and can lead to the acid reflux or the burning sensation in the body as well. So in Ayurveda, there is a concept of Vat Pitkaf, which is originated from the five element theory. So I'm not going to go into the lot of details, but there are different type of intestine also. So Vata intestine, if we see that the person is having the Vata body type, then we see that the digestive imbalance can happen very quickly because their appetite is always variable. Sometimes they will eat, sometimes they will skip the meal. So if you are not mindful, then it can lead to the Vata intestine. And uh, how we can see that, that it becomes the digestion becomes sluggish, slow, and even the elimination. If you see that the stool becomes dry, hard also, and it disrupts the mood also, and it disrupts your sleep also. So protocol for vata. So protocol for vata intestinal support is to help soothe the nervous system. So first we need to act on the nervous system also, lubricate the intestinal skin and support a new population of beneficial 
microbes. So for that, one thing one can add is a ghee. Ghee is really, really good when it comes to the vata intestine, if we want to imbalance that. Then the combination of trifla, licorice, guduchi, and turmeric, that also works very well because it reboot bowel function and it also lubricates the intestinal tract. So it not only improves the digestion and also actually helps with the elimination as well. So both things are important when it comes to the gut health. One thing is your digestion. Another thing is the elimination. So this combination actually helps with both trifla, licorice, guruchi, turmeric. And to support the nervous system, there are my five favorite herbs are Brahmi, Bekopa, Shankpushpi, Passion Flower, Skullcap also. So anything one can include in day-to-day -day life. And uh, here I would like to mention, if you see this picture, actually Uveda's uh, digest, digestion uh, product, it has all the four herbs, Trifla, Licorice, Guruchi, Turmeric. And uh, this was not planned. I added this picture uh, at towards the end because I realized that all the four herbs are present in this, uh, uh, this compound. So I would like to Guni to add a little bit about uh, this. You're absolutely right. I mean, I think this has, as you mentioned, Trifala in it. It ha also has turmeric. You know, as you were mentioning earlier, it's a really good anti-inflammatory. When we do indulge and eat some of those foods, perhaps that, you know, we shouldn't have, inflammation is also causing the gut, which can also disrupt the healthy microgut flora and also disrupt just being regular. So uh, turmeric helps a lot with that. In addition to the Ayurvedic herbs that are really good for bowel regulating and also strengthening immunity. It also has a lot of probiotics in it. It has beta-glucan, which adds to the fiber, and then also has digestive enzymes. So it's it's really a complete blend that really helps support overall digestion. If anybody's looking for something that really helps them to become regular, um, has a good healthy bowel movement, and just looking to also support liver health. I mean, this is a really good one. It's a popular blend for, for us. I take it daily. My wife takes it daily, and I, I, I swear by it. You know, it really does help. But yeah, I appreciate you, uh, you know, pointing that out, uh, Minashi. And I would like to add here, it also contains the natural probiotic also, as well as for the nervous system, as I suggested, some of the herbs like Brahmi, Bekopa, Shankpushpi, Skullcap also. There is one more product, uh, Guni, I forgot to add the Mind Essential Oil. Yeah, the Mood Essential Oil, correct. And that yes. has ashwagandha, Brahmi, yes. Yes, that actually I have used personally and I love that um, because that makes you really calm. And the ingredient, Guni, you, if you can pitch in, please. So the ingredients of the essential oils, it has actually rose, very calming. It has ashwagandha in it. Uh, there's bacopa in it as well. So everything to support the mind-body ba wellness balance. I mean, as you know, with aromatherapy, it's very effective. It goes directly to the olfactories where it really begins to develop. So uh, it's a good combination. And as you were saying earlier, Manashi, it's a, it's a gut-mind kind of balance. You know, as it, you pointed out so clearly, like stress in the mind will disrupt the gut. Bad food will disrupt how you feel. So in Ayurveda, a lot of disease, you know, starts, originates in the gut. So why not balance both the mind and the gut? And that's kind of what we're, you know, in this whole talk and even in the products, kind of what we're trying to do. So then there is a pitta intestine also. Uh, so for pitta means 
combination of fire and water. And uh, that leads to high intensity heat also, if we are not careful, which can lead to heartburn and uh, actually can create the inflammation on the intestinal mucosa. And uh, that happens, uh, that can lead to the loose stools and abdominal discomfort. So might feel burning sensation in the stomach or the stool consistency can become little loose. Belching also can happen. Burning sensation in the chest also can be happening because of the pitta intestine. Again, the protocol for pitta, again, we can use the herbs like amalki, amla, Indian gooseberry. Guruchi is also very good. The similar way, the essential oil, uh, the digestion, that is also very, very good uh, to use uh, to calming the, that pitta because pitta actually leads to the anxiety also, anger issues also, emotional disturbance also. So one can always use the essential oil in the form of, uh, um, by the Uveda digestion for that. And then the second thing is, yeah, Guni, I would like you to add uh, uh, the essential oil one also. It, it has the ingredients that you mentioned earlier, even fennel, you know, it has dill seed as well. Uh, and as you said, cooling herbs. So what's interesting in Ayurveda, you know, we also go by marma points. So there's actually marma points where you can topically apply the oil. It'll help support your digestion, help support it after maybe a big meal or just kind of help you begin to become more regular. So I think that's the beauty of it. And it absorbs into the skin. It really plays well with the body. It actually has a really nice fragrance as well. Um, and it, it supports that overall combination of trying to get everything balanced here. So uh, with the supplements kind of being the internal balancing and the and, and the oils being the external. So both of them at play really work together well. Thank you so much, Guni. Uh, I would like to add when you mentioned that marma points, so Sthapni Mam, this is the one where one can apply on temple area also and here also. And if you are doing the mudras, I'm going to talk about one mudra also. There also you can use this oil or any other essential oil also to help balancing the pitta intestine. Then the kapha intestine, if we see that, there will be a sluggishness in the digestive system. The person who is having a kapha intestine might feel a little heavier. Though the weight is normal, but that heaviness in the body or mind, sluggishness, fogginess, that will be there. That can also lead to disruption of, uh, can lead to the digestive congestion. So how we can correct that? So to support a kapha-based intestine, we actually have to pull the mucus out of the wall of the intestine. And to pull the mucus, turmeric is the one what one can uh, always use uh, for um, on day-to-day -day basis. Turmeric, one can use in combination with the black pepper if you are using the curcumin or in combination with the clarified butter. Roast the cumin, roast the turmeric with a little bit of ghee or clarified butter and that also you can use. And if you want to use the black pepper here, I would like to mention that it should not be like a too much black pepper. So the combination of black pepper is the ratio of 16 to 1. That actually is a very, very good combination one can incorporate. And the final things I would like to add, mindful eating changes everything. So why conscious eating or mindful eating? Because it heals the gut. You take so many decisions regarding your life on day-to-day -day basis, on your diet part also. So the best diet, if I consider... That is the mindful eating. 
So as per Ayurveda, conscious eating or the mindful eating involves eating fresh and seasonal fruits and vegetables. Food needs to be cooked and warm food because that's how it helps in the better digestion, supports the agni, digestive fire, and helps in elimination the toxins also. And one should always remember that the combination of the food needs to be right. It should not be a wrong combination. Like in Ayurveda, we say that if you combine the yogurt with the fruits, that is a wrong combination. Because if you see the yogurt is acidic in nature, fruits post digestive effect is acidic in nature. And too much acid in the body is not good for the healthy digestion. So healing gut involves eating enough quantity, considering the state of your digestive fire and doshas, eating two or three meals a day. So listen to your true hunger and emotional hunger. And if it is a true hunger, one should definitely go for three meals or snacks in between. But if it is emotional hunger, then maybe refrain from having the extra meal. Uh, it's good to have a water and wait for some time to see if it is a true or emotional hunger. And eating with a proper frame of mind as your uh, mind is directly related to your gut, right? So if your mind is not happy, then the digestion is also not gonna happen. So that's how we need to create a pleasant environment, especially when we eat the food. Taking time to chew the food properly. In Ayurveda, though we say 32 times, but at least 15, 20 times, because if you are not chewing the food properly, the saliva doesn't get mixed with the food. And then the first uh, stage of the digestion itself is get disrupted. So that's why it is very, very important to chew the food properly. How much to eat? We say that eat half of your capacity. One fourth one should leave for the water or the liquid. And one fourth one should leave for the air so that it can blend the food nicely through the peristalsis moment. So if you are filling the blender till full, then the food, if you want to blend, it is not going to be blended properly. It takes longer time to blend. And if we are filling the blender till half, adding some liquid, leave the room, then the things will get blended nicely and in a shorter time span. So that's why it is always important to see how much you are eating. And the sign of right quantity of food is if you are feeling satisfied after having meal, not feeling hungry, and uh, you should be able to breathe nicely, talk and walk easily, and your senses become sharp. So it should not be like if you are feeling after uh, having the lunch specifically, if you are feeling lethargy, sleepy, that means you have overindulged into the food. So just cut, cut down on the portion size. And that's how we can improve the gut health. So this is the mudra I was talking about. It is known as Apan Mudra. So the best way is just gently these two fingers place on your thumb. That's how you can do the Apan Mudra. You can start with five minutes, maybe initially. The more you do on a regular basis, that helps with the digestion. Also helps in regulating the diabetes also helps with the piles if somebody has and release the constipation also. That's how we can create the balanced digestion. So there are various mudras one can include, but to improve the digestion, this is the one which is the considered as the best mudra, apan mudra. 
And uh, I forgot to add a little bit of lifestyle changes also. Walking, staying outdoor also is very, very important because if we are stagnant, digestion gets stagnant. And if we are moving, digestion moves at a regular interval. Thank you so much. And I would like to give my thanks to Guni also to give me an opportunity to share uh, my thoughts on gut health uh, on this wonderful platform of you, Veda. Yeah, thank you so much, Manakshi. That was uh, wonderful, the information that was shared. I wanted to touch base on something that I think may be asked about water or people that drink with, you know, like have some a soda or something there with them. From what I, I know in my experience, and, you know, your knowledge is much more vast around the subject, but the saliva in there is there on purpose to help break down the food. When you're inputting the food and then you're taking water right there, you're kind of diluting those digestive enzymes that begin to kind of form. Is that, is that correct? That's it, correct. One thing is there that if you have to drink the water along with the meal, here we are talking about water only, not the sodas and all, because sodas right. and all are not conducive for the good health. So water, if you want to take during the meal, that is the ideal time. But it should not be the gulping the water. Few mm -hmm. sips in the middle of the meal, that is the ideal time. Because that is how, if you, especially if you are eating something like a dry, like a dry burger, or uh, you can say the dry tortilla also, along with the dry curries, where there is a no gravy at all. That time, if you want to add few sips of water in the middle of the meal, that is more conducive to health. But if you are gulping the water like one glass, two glass, then it is true that uh, that disrupts the digestion by diluting the digestive acid, which is going to help uh, in the digestion. So if Got we it. are diluting, then it is not a good health. We hope this episode helped make your life simple. It would mean the absolute world to us if you share, subscribe, and let others know about the work we do here. Thank you. And join us next week on the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi.